Hello, it's Monday the 17th of April. I'm Gary Bowerman. On today's show, I'll be discussing all things travel and tourism in Indonesia with our guest Pauline Suhano. So let's get started. This is the Southeast Asia Travel Show. Hello, wherever you are in the world, and thanks for listening in. So today, we're delighted to welcome Pauline Suhano, director of Jakarta-based Elok Tours and president of Astindo, the Indonesian Travel Agents Association, to discuss developments in travel and tourism to, from, and across Indonesia, the biggest country in our region. So Pauline, thanks so much for joining us on the Southeast Asia Travel Show. How are you doing today? And where are you right now? Hi, Gary. I'm in Jakarta, stuck in Jakarta, because we have to prepare for the Hari Raya, which which is uh, falls on the the the, 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 the holiday. It's going to be uh, start, starts on 19 April. Yeah, busy time coming up here in Indian, here in Malaysia as well. And we were just talking uh, before we came on the show and, and you've been busy. You've been traveling quite a bit recently. <laughs> I have to I have to show people that traveling is very easy now. Let's begin by going back to the pandemic, uh, Pauline. Indonesia was slightly different to other countries in the region in terms of its opening. There, were, there was some travel activity during the pandemic, but it was disrupted. When did you notice things start to change? Uh, actually, for the domestic traveling itself, we have started to travel since 2021, when government actually asked all uh, the the ministry to create to organize functions events in Indonesia so we start to travel since 2021 because you know Indonesia is very huge and we can travel easily during that time uh, of course across Indonesia itself uh, for the outbound we started to travel since last year when some countries a lot of countries actually has relaxed the regulation for the inbound passengers. Yeah, so it's about a year, I guess, since things started to really pick up. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And as that recovery started, I mean, where did you notice the Indonesians were traveling to to begin with? Were, was it familiar destinations? Were there any surprises? Yeah, uh, I'm quite surprised. Actually, last year during our event with the Singapore Tourism Board, um, Indonesia has Indonesia visitors is number one in Singapore for last year and also this year from January to March, uh, compared to India, Malaysia, and also China. So uh, a lot of Indonesians are really they they really want to travel everywhere as long as it's easy as long as uh, although although we need visa to travel some to travel to some countries, but Indonesia seems like they just want to travel everywhere. As long as there's flights. <laughs> of course, yeah. And so you, you mentioned there Singapore, which is an interesting market for Indonesia. It was it was popular before the pandemic, popular now. Are you noticing any difference between pre-pandemic and, and post-pandemic in terms of Singapore? Oh, yeah. Well, previously, uh, because a lot of the low-cost carriers as well fly to Singapore, uh, flew to Singapore before the pandemic. So a lot of Indonesians actually go to Singapore for uh, for the family holiday, for the short escape, for the weekend escape. But now they travel to Singapore despite of the uh, high airfares, the 
uh, expensive hotel rates they still travel to singapore for but for the uh, merely for the certain reasons uh, they go to singapore for the medical checkup mostly for the medical and also for the business trip mm-hmm. and what about other countries in southeast asia pauline is there interest in in malaysia thailand where, where else are indonesians traveling uh, thailand and vietnam the numbers increased actually for the Thailand and Vietnam. Malaysia, yeah, for some reasons, yes, but for the leisure, uh, Thailand and Vietnam are still dominating the, the market. Uh, and how does that compare to pre-pandemic? Were those two growing in popularity before COVID-19? At Vietnam, I noticed that Vietnam now is getting more popular for the Indonesian market. Um, Thailand, because of the, they, they always, thought that Thailand is a cheap destination, they expect the lower etiquette fares, but uh, now you, you, you know that the etiquette is not as cheap as before, we are, uh, not everyone can fly, so Thailand is getting uh, lesser popular compared to Vietnam. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. We notice that across the region, we notice it across the world that flight prices are higher. How do you yes. compare flight prices now to what they were before? How much more expensive are they? About seventy five percent, like you normally when we we are seventy five to one hundred fifty percent. Uh, let's compare from the before pandemic, the Jakarta to Singapore, Jakarta Singapore Jakarta by the full service carrier. It's only about two hundred fifty to two hundred fifty bucks Singapore dollars, but now it can reach to four hundred fifty to. 800 Singapore, Singapore dollars. And what about domestic airfares? Are they expensive as well? Well, the domestic airfares, actually the government has the limit. They have the bottom limit and the, 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 the highest limit as well. But the problem is because of the lesser uh, aircraft, the lesser frequency for the, for the, for the uh, flights as well, the flight frequency. So the, the airlines now, they don't announce the promotion class. They don't, they don't uh, the, for the inventory. So they only launch for the highest normal fares the Y class for the domestic flights. Looking at some of the destinations which we've just done there, Pauline, what about some of the trends in terms of your outbound clients? You know, what are the travel trends? Have they changed since the pandemic? I'm thinking of things like booking windows, length of trip, cancellation policies. Are there any differences? Actually, not really. They, they still travel as long as uh, before the pandemic, but normally now, it's quite uh, difficult for us, for the travel agents, to form a big groups, a huge, a huge groups, especially because of the visa issue. Uh, the visa issue now, like you know, some countries, uh, Australia, Europe, uh, UK, it will take longer time to process for the visa. So, uh, and Indonesians always last minute. We told them several times, okay, this we we need this uh, 20, 21 days, 45 days to process the visa. But according to them, they always count that this 21 days and 45 days is the uh, is not including the uh, is include the weekend. So it's our problem to explain to our customers it's a working days and the working days is counted based on our holidays and also their the country's holidays um so yeah some some agents found that difficulty to form a big groups so they only like travel in a such a small and medium size of groups 
It's interesting that you mentioned the visa issue, Pauline. I remember, I think I, I, I saw a post of yours on social media. This was several months ago, and you were talking about this, and I think you were referring to Europe about it was taking longer uh, for visas to get processed. Has there been any improvement in that time? Not at all. Last year, only certain countries opened the the the, the visa the, the visa application, and now even more countries already open for the visa visa application. But still, the process the the, the, the visa process took that uh, length of time. Um, and also because you know Indonesians now when we apply the visa, we need to apply through the one uh, visa visa center. And this visa center, somehow they are not really cooperative with us. And it's, of course, in some places, there's always, in some offices, there's always some mafia there. They book the slot and then they sell, they, they sell the slot, the visa slot to those who can pay higher. Uh, that's the current situation now. And we have tried to engage with the European the uh, European Union Embassy as well, but they cannot do anything because this is the regulation uh, from the visa center's office. So is that actually dampening demand for travel to, to Europe at the moment? There's all the people always want to go to you want to travel to Europe, but just we are, we just try to uh, convince the to convince the passengers that you need this extra time. Uh, explain to them that you need this extra time to process for the visa. You were talking there about high prices for outbound travel, but also before we were we came on airport, and you were telling me, particularly in Jakarta, the airport is much busier again. You know, you can see a lot of people traveling through Indonesian airports. What are flight prices into the country like at the moment? I guess they're more expensive. Is it having any impact on inbound travel? I guess so. Because, you know, Indonesians now has a lot of the Umrah travelers as well. And these Umrah travelers actually occupy like 40% to 60% of the flight occupancy. Uh, so And they're not only flying by the Middle East carriers, you know, Gary. I heard some of the sub-agents, some, um, some, the, some of the Umrah travel agents, they even book like Jakarta, Manila, Manila to Riyadh. And then they book Kuala Lumpur to Jeddah, Bangkok to Jeddah by the uh, not flying with, not, not, not with the Middle East carriers. So... These Umrah travelers, they travel, they travel, uh, they travel every day. Uh, I don't know how many people travel to um, to to this uh, Makkah daily. The numbers of people, but because of this flight occupancy, makes the, uh, makes the people who wants to travel from overseas to Indonesia, they find difficult to find the seats to fly into Indonesia. I heard some of the some of our clients say that. The ticket is not reasonable, so we just travel to another destination. They really want to go to Bali. They want really want to go to Medan. They really want to fly to Jogja as well. But then the ticket price is not reasonable. So for them, it's just not worth it. Uh, we just hope that this end of uh, May, Emirates will fly to Bali uh, with the Airbus 380. So they said that they will carry around 500 passengers daily. Hopefully with this huge aircraft we can the, the, the air ticket fare will be more competitive so let's um let's talk a little bit about uh, the current time because this is an exciting time for travel here in malaysia indonesia as well it's lebaran it's the eid festival um tell us a little bit about what the expectations are for travel in indonesia over the coming weeks 
Well, for the outbound outbound market, definitely it's gonna be packed huge and crowded, as well as the pre, pre before the pandemic, all the air, all the flights out from Indonesia will be fully booked during this um from even since last weekend, since last weekend to next weekend. Uh, for the domestic, some destination which is not the tourist destination is still a bit lesser crowd. Uh, the most favorite destination, of course, Bali, Jogja, Blitung, um, Manado, and Medan still have some seats with the higher airfare with the full full service carriers. Uh, whereas Labuan Bajo, of course, Labuan Bajo is one of the most favorite premium destination now in Indonesia, but. Again, the thing is, we always have when we face the silver lining in our tourism uh, industry. We always also we all we also have the bad, the the negative side in the in this industry. So like Labuan Bajo, it's been very crowded since uh before the pandemic, and now it's even more crowded. But some of the regional the local government has decided to increase the 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 the, the entrance ticket to that national uh, national park. So this is another issue that we are facing uh, during the 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 eighth holiday. They just increased the entrance ticket uh, two days ago, while our travel agents, our our, our members in Astindo, the Astindo Labuan Bajo, they already sold the tour package with the old fares. So those those packages that were sold with the old uh, ticket entry price is that valid, or they have to uh, they have to increase the entry for, for those that have already been sold? Of course, they have. Yeah, yeah, they have to increase the they ha they have to increase the tariff. And somehow, some you know, some travelers can become very uh, when they have to pay extra while it's already stated included. They can be very uh how to say they can viral it everywhere and it's not good for our for our image yeah sure understandably so so in terms of the outbound travel for lebaran uh pauline where are people heading to usual usual destinations yep still singapore europe malaysia thailand vietnam uh, us australia and australia is picking up now especially for those uh, who have the relatives relatives there it's winter time and also it's easier to get the visa now i mean it's take a shorter shorter time to take the to process for the visa um and for korea japan japan is sakura time and everybody aiming for looking at this cherry blossom after missing it for two years um korea still Interesting. So you mentioned that Australia, that's an interesting market. One thing we've noticed here in Malaysia, that it, it took time for flight capacity to really rev up to the different destinations that Malaysians like to travel. What's been the situation in, in Indonesia? Is, is flight capacity improving? Uh, improving, but not 100%. Uh, I noticed that we have improved like uh, 75 to 85 percent and actually the Indonesian government has been relaxing the uh, the, the, uh, the the regulation f during this Hari Raya period only for the eighth holiday only so they have increased like 40 percent of the flight capacities uh, in Jakarta and also in another in another in other airports uh, our look our government actually wanted to have more flights more international flights to Indonesia but also they have found the difficulties in order to get the airport capacity as well. So the airport handling, the, the, the airport hand, the ground handling, they also have 
they also find this difficulty when they want to add more flights to certain airports, especially in Jakarta, because Jakarta is very packed. Yeah, fascinating. So you mentioned that obviously, I guess in all of our markets at the moment, flight capacity is still constrained, and that's one of the factors for higher prices. It also means that times like Lebron, that it's difficult to get tickets. I mean, do you think that demand is is really getting back to pre-pandemic levels? If there were more outbound flights, then they would be booked over the next week? I guess the demand is there, actually. Everybody just wants to travel. But despite of this air ticket, the, the high air ticket fare, uh, I found that now the customers, they just want to travel just everywhere. So when they found that the air ticket to the, long, the, to the longer destination is more expensive, then they will just switch the destination. So like our incentive group, the corporate group, they have this budget. They have to travel with using this budget. Uh, they cannot travel to Singapore now because it's very expensive. Although Singapore is still one of our one of the most favorite destination for the for this corporate incentive group, but then they will just switch the destination to the to domestic, which uh, where where the the ground handling is much much cheaper compared to the uh, compared to overseas. Let's uh, take a, another look at domestic travel because Indonesia is such a huge country, as you mentioned, has the, the largest population by some considerable distance here in Southeast Asia. It's, it's the fourth largest population in the world. And recently, President Joko Widodo commented that he would like to see the number of Indonesian outbound travelers decreasing, and he'd like to encourage more of them to travel domestically. Is that realistic, do you think, for me? Yeah, I believe so. Now, uh, during the eighth holiday, the government actually targeted 123 million travelers domestically, only within this one day, one week. So, some of the ministry has already have already signed the memorandum saying that they will agree to have a longer eighth holiday. Can you imagine, Gary? Our eighth holiday is starting from this 19 April to 25th so we will have a very long holiday during this lebaran break it aims to make people to travel more and also for the government they will have the official holiday on the same period from 19 to 25th uh, school holiday start from 19 april to 2nd of may so we just hope that this can boost the domestic travels and also with the more choices of the domestic flights, the extra flights uh, upgrading the aircraft, we can have more passengers, more travelers to fly domestically as well. Uh, normally, you know, people, as I mentioned before, Indonesian travelers always last minute. So whenever there are seats, there are flights, try, they will try to check whether they can travel everywhere. Yeah, that's interesting, Pauline. So there are two sides, I think, to, to, to this growth in domestic travel in Indonesia. I think it's slightly different to other countries in our region. One of them, of course, is the huge population. Also, the fact that a lot of Indonesians traveled more domestically during the pandemic than happened before. But at the same time, we've also got the government is really pushing domestic travel, isn't it, across different parts of the archipelago, offering different opportunities to explore Indonesia. So there are these two aspects that are coming together. I mean, is that a fair summary? Oh, yeah, because now, you know, the government also now focusing on the destination development itself, not only promoting about the destination, but they also 
uh, this uh, they also focused on uh, developing the ecosystem, the tourism ecosystem in the destination. You know, Indonesia has the five super priority destinations: the Lake Toba, uh, Joglo Semar, which is consists of Jogja, uh, Semarang, and also Solo, and then Lombok, Mandalika, Labuan Bajo, and then also Likupang in Manado. So this. Uh, we call it Bali Baru or five super priority destinations. The government has put a lot of effort to develop that tourism destination as that uh, as good as complete as Bali. Of course, it take a longer time, but we can see the improvement in those tourism destinations. So, like Lombok Mandalika, uh, despite of uh, they are building the. The, the venue for the race, the, the, the MotoGP race, they also created a lot of events within a year. They have some races as well in Mandalika. And also in Labuan Bajo, we will, we will, have the, we will hold the ASEAN forum there, ASEAN conference there in Labuan Bajo for, uh, in May, I think beginning of May, the first week of May. Uh, Labuan, and Lake Toba also we had uh, F1 the H2O race two months ago, last month. So I believe this a uh, lot of these events will create it more to uh, will attract more tourists to come to Indonesia, especially to these five super priority destinations. Yeah, that's interesting. So we've been reading a lot over the last few years about these five super priority destinations, and you mentioned what they are there. So the 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 project is basically to develop the destinations, to attract investment, to increase flight capacity, I suppose, and infrastructure, and those bring together more tourists. Is that the, the sort of the, the strategy? Yeah, yeah, true. Even we can see that in Manado itself, now Manado has direct flight to uh, Japan and also to the previously before the pandemic they only have the direct the regular flights from Singapore to Manado by Silk Air and also from um Davao from to Manado and then the other one is the charter flights from certain cities in China to Manado. But now even during the pandemic they also had flights from China uh, from Singapore and then charter flights from China still working. Uh then now they have flights from Japan, and within, I think within a month or two months, they will also have direct flight from Korea to Manado. So, yeah, this hopefully we can attract more tourists from overseas to Indonesia. And you mentioned a fascinating point you mentioned about Indonesian travelers. You said they, they like to do everything last minute. So, so how are Indonesian travelers actually booking right now? Are they booking in person? Are they booking on the phone? Are they booking mobile? Are they booking... How do they actually make their bookings? Uh, of course, OTA is our competitor. Uh, but those who... Re because, because, you know, travel is not as easy as before. Even flying to Singapore now, uh, previously they only need to fill up the form, the manual form for the entry for the for, for to to enter Singapore for the Singapore to to clear the uh, Singapore immigration, but now they need to fill up the electronic the e form. So this actually create some uh, issue for those people who are not used to travel. I always tell my members that the more difficult people have people 
to travel. It's our chance actually to help to assist the people we sell the service to these travelers. So especially now, a lot of Indonesians, they are afraid with the social media that promoting the cheap travel, the cheap air ticket, but the travel, the travel agents actually is not exist at all. It's a virtual travel agents. So it is our chance for the travel agents now to grab more customers and also increase our revenue. Uh, when I tell my members about this, then actually they agree with this. But again, they feel like this OTA is always our competitor. But you know, it's a winter time for the startup company. They cannot burn the marketing budget as much as before. Their price now is our price now is even more competitive compared to the OTA. And also the travelers found that during the pandemic, it's easy to book through the through through the uh, the OTA, but it's not easy to get the after sale service from the OTA. So uh, we, as Astindo, as the Indonesian Travel Agents Association, we do the campaign. We did a campaign to, for the customers, just book through the legal travel agents, just book through travel agents. You will get the one-stop shopping solution. You will get the one-stop service uh, with the travel agents regarding your visa, the, the entry requirements, the air ticket, accommodation, transport, etc. And we always tell our customers that the transportation is another issue now. The ground handling also another issue now in certain countries because they are lack of human resources. So let's talk a little bit more about you and your business. Tell us a bit about ELOC Tours. What, what are your priorities for the rest of this year? Are you optimistic about 2023? I have to be very optimistic <laughs> because since last year, Gary, actually when we participated in some travel fair, so last year uh, in Eloctor uh, itself, we participated in Astindo travel fair. Uh, we had uh, we participated in two travel fairs last year and the result is awesome. Uh, even this year, beginning of this year in March, uh, no, end of February, the travel fair result very good and we encourage our customers to book early to book early in order to get the cheaper price in order to get the we educated our customers actually to book earlier to book in advance prepare your trip uh, and then when you uh, and purchase the travel insurance as well because when you purchase the travel insurance you will get the refund you will get whatever you you will get your money back when you don't materialize your travel trip when you don't materialize your uh, your, your trips uh, so this is what we are trying to do with our customers because our customers are the for the brick and mortar travel agents like us like ours our customers are still the senior citizen the niche market those who need to be pampered, those who need to be served from A to Z. Even we need to help them to fill up the e-form, to help them to, you know, Indonesian government now has implemented the e-custom as well to scan the barcode whatsoever. So we help them to do all these things in order to make their trip uh, more uh, easier for them to just scan everything. Lebaran is now a, a primary uh, travel period what happens after that? Does it go a little bit quiet? When are the next sort of big booking pickups? We are aiming for the school holiday. So after the Lebaran, then we will have the school holiday starting from 15th of June to 15th of July. And then another the, another Christmas holiday, of course. But this school holiday and Christmas holiday is not as packed as the Lebaran holiday.
So let's finish off by talking about you, Pauline. You travel a lot. I know that you do all the time, mostly for business, but also for pleasure. Where's on your bucket list for 2023? Where do you want to go? I really want to take a very long holiday, either to Europe or to East Coast, or just relax, just chill a bit. But I'm not sure whether I can have that pleasure to have this a long holiday. You notice that I normally I did my business trip and then I extend for one or two days to chill up a bit, to relax a bit. Um, yeah, I hope I can have that long holiday, just that long holiday, just everywhere. So if you had that time, if you had some spare time, whereabouts in Europe would you head to? I'm aiming for the East Europe. I Actually, I really want to go to Russia, but you know, the situation is not possible at this moment. So maybe Spain or Italy will be good for me. Great choices. Pauline, thank you so much for joining me today. I've learned so much talking to you today. Thank you for all your insights. It was great having a chat. Thank you so much, Gary. See you next time. I hope to see you soon. Hope to see you soon. So that brings us to the end of our show for this week. We hope you enjoyed the podcast and don't forget to send us your thoughts and your comments on anything I discussed with Pauline or anything that we missed out. Drop us a message on our LinkedIn page at the Southeast Asia Travel Show. And as always, you can catch up with the Southeast Asia Travel Show's full back catalogue on our website, the seasiatravelshow.com. So that's a wrap for today. We're taking a break next week for the Eid or the Harry Raya holidays, but we'll be back in two weeks' time to talk more travel and tourism in Southeast Asia. See you next time.